that's what gets me up in the morning. It's just looking at somebody, a, a company who's already so phenomenal and they're going, okay, I paid for marketing or I built a website and it just doesn't work and I don't know what to do. And I go look at it and immediately I'm like, I can tell you why it's not working because it's not talking to your customer in the language that they will buy and click the button. That's Kim Jarrah Winnington and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy. And in this episode, I sit down with Kimjara Whittington, founder of Evolve Global Marketing. Her company helps businesses of all sizes from around the globe go from ineffective marketing and low sales to clarity in their storytelling, which totally transforms their business and their sales. We discuss in this episode how she built her business, why telling the right story is the secret to being successful in business, and how she is running a marketing agency while traveling the world with her family. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you. Um, You have such an incredible story of how many people you've helped and how you've started your own business. Let's begin. Please tell everybody who you are, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. <laughs> My name is Kim Jara Whittington, and I am in Southern California. So I'm right outside San Diego in a uh, wine country town called Temecula. And what am I up to? So I run a marketing agency and am loving every minute of being able to help clients um, create really effective marketing using the power of storytelling. And so many people, you know, when they think of marketing, they never think of storytelling. So what is storytelling and why do businesses need it? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, so storytelling really has been around forever. It's nothing new. Um, it's been around for centuries. Every movie that you ever watch has story happening throughout the movie. Directors know the power of story. And basically it's, you know, looking at how we interact with each other and we process information through putting it in the context of a story. How does it fit? And um, so you have basically a character of the story and they want something, but they can't achieve that on their own. So they have a problem that needs to be solved and they need a guide throughout the process who helps guide them um, and provide a plan and says, do these three things and you will um, achieve success. Mm -hmm. Or if they don't follow the plan, then obviously that's why we get engaged in storytelling because we get excited in the movies when they're told to do something as a character and then they don't follow and then it ends up in failure or tragedy. And then they're like, dang it. And they've got to start all over. (laughs) So they get called to take action and that either ends in success or failure. It's like a seven part main framework. And in marketing specifically, it's pretty awesome because when you position your company as that guy, that's when the power really happens in a message. And that's what I like to help my clients do is transfer the conversation from being about them about your own company and how great you are as a company and all your products and all the great stuff you do to instead inviting your customers into a story that's about them. Cause that's, what's really getting sales. And, and you and I have collaborated on a couple of clients and we work together and I always find it amazing. And we've talked about this so often of how many times people get so nervous to talk to their customers that all they do is like list off a resume. Yeah. And the customer's like, that's cool, but how are you going to help me? Yeah. yeah, that's great. Like it's all it's it's human interaction, right? Mm-hmm. We get really excited and we're like, awesome, good for you, amazing. And now I need to go find someone who's going to help me solve my own problem. Right. <laughs> and we do that in networking too. Like when mm-hmm. someone says, What do you do? And we give our elevator pitch and we stand up and we're like, Well, I'm this and I'm this, and I do that, and I do that, and you can buy this and that for me. And by the end, nobody's listening. And the reason you're not listening is not because you're amazing. You're not amazing. You are. It's just because they realize you can't, they don't get how you help them. And so it's just flipping that conversation. And it's something that changes businesses overnight if they can get it. And I think that's one of the most amazing powers, like superpowers that you and your business have is literally having, you know, a session with you, a conversation with you, doing your introductory package people can transform their business so quickly. And it's it's a true transformation. It's not like, oh, now I'm doing this and I have a website and it's fine. It's like, no, 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 no. Like the entire conversation shifts because of the storytelling element. 
I agree. Thank you for saying that. That's, I'm very humbled by that. Um, yeah, for me, it's that's what I that's what gets me up in the morning. It's just mm-hmm. looking at somebody, a, a company who's already so phenomenal, and they're going, okay, I've paid for marketing or I built a website, and it just doesn't work, and I don't know what to do. And I go look at it, and immediately I'm like, I can tell you why it's not working because it's not mm-hmm. talking to your customer in the language that they will buy and click the button. And you're right. Like the minute we do that, it's just so fun to watch somebody go, I wish I would have done this years ago because <laughs> you know? they, they, they never knew it even existed and they never knew why the thing, the, their marketing was fail- wasn't working. I don't want to say failing, but just maybe it wasn't as effective as they wanted it to be. Yeah. Cause, and I think today there's so many misconceptions about what marketing is mm-hmm. because so often when we see pitches about the marketing that we need, especially through social media today, it's always like step 10. Mm -hmm. It's never at the root of like, what is marketing? Why do you need it? Does this make sense for your business that yet? It's always these really complex, crazy things. Like I've had so many clients come to me like, I need a funnel. And I'm like, what is your product? And they're like, we don't have one yet. I'm like, then you do not need a funnel yet. You're right. And you and I talk about that a lot, like mm-hmm. go, like starting at the at what is really the foundation. And I do think that most people skip that step. It's the mm-hmm. brand identity. It's even before the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like I have a whole process that's prior to even coming up with what your story would be for your customer. It's like, who are you? What's your vision? What's your purpose? Like what, what's your brand about? Like we like brands and we engage with certain companies because they they have a, an overall like identity. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece I think that we forget sometimes because we, you're right, like products, like we're just like moving forward and like, we'll come back to that later, but that's really the foundation. Yeah. And nobody wants to buy something they can't understand what it is or they don't trust mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, so often we just run up to people and say, buy it. And they're like, okay, but who are you and why? And what am I actually buying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so funny how, you know, and this is also why, all of us have coaches is because we can't even see what we have forgotten to tell people that's so obvious to us already. That is so true. (laughs) Well, we're so close to our own companies, right? And we're passionate about them. And we have a, like our genius, like knowledge in us to give to the world through our products and services. And then you're right. Like we just, we think that people inevitably know this stuff. And that's where you go. You and I always talk about like going from step 10 back to step one and two, mm-hmm. because people really don't know. Like they have no idea all the stuff that's in our own head. And so as a brand, we have to figure out how to communicate that effectively. And when we do, it is like, it is crazy how often people will click the button and want to schedule a call with you or buy a product mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I don't need any more information. I get it. I get why I should do this right now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Clarity helps everybody. (laughs) Everybody. I would say clarity is key. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So how did you come about starting Evolve Global Marketing? Oh my goodness. So I was working in corporate America for 20, over 20 years. Um, And I had started other companies with my husband on the side and and loved, you know, all of, all of that entrepreneurship. So I knew it was in me. But the big thing was just really that corporate grind every day and raising three beautiful kids and getting on a plane every week, running sales and marketing for big, huge medical companies. Mm-hmm. And I hit a point where I just realized there was, that I had so much to give that I was never going to be able to give in a corporate world. And so um, I got really passionate about just taking what I already knew and just transferring it into my own business. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the stepping stone. And I started out really as a freelancer. Like I didn't, I never, ever thought I'd have like an agency, like a, <laughs> like a company. Um, I never thought I'd be a seven figure business. Never. Like it, I, I, I hoped, but I didn't like go for that. I just mm-hmm. wanted to do great work. So I started just freelancing and learning a bunch of tech programs and you know how it is. Kara, when you start your own business, you just start like getting online and you're like, okay, I got to build my own website first. And so you just start doing it. And you, I just learned program after program. And within the first year, I think I need 40 different software programs. It was insane. (laughs) It's amazing to me how many things I now know as entrepreneur that I never had on my, I wish I know that one day list. (laughs) And it's not that I, I, like, I wish I didn't know these things, but I just never expected it. Like you said, like, 
just so many things that were never even in my line of sight that I needed to know or needed to figure out. But it's true, like you just start somewhere and you, and you keep figuring things out. When did you know that it was going to be more than just a freelance business? Uh, good question. Ooh, um, let me think about this for a second. Um, so I had, like you said, I learned 40 different programs. And I think when I knew I had something bigger than what I had envisioned originally was when I I had clients coming to me all the time and I could build anything. I could build any sales funnel. I could build websites. I could do it all. But they, but they never knew what the right words were to say. Mm-hmm. Like they would come to me and I'd say, okay, so what do you want on the pages? And they're like, I have no idea. <laughs> and when I realized how many businesses had no idea about the power of the words, mm-hmm. and yet really the, the words were what mattered more than the design, I could, you can make anything look pretty, but people aren't going to buy if mm-hmm. they don't engage with you, if they don't read or hear words that make them want to buy. So I think that's when I became a story brand certified guide because I said, I need to train myself that if my customers, my clients don't know the right words, I need to figure out what the right words are for them to make sure that everything we build is successful and effective. So I became a guide. And I think that was when that first year I 4X my business in one year. And that was when I knew, like I just started hiring people and I kept growing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was the answer. (laughs) Um, And again, for me, not for every business, but for my niche, I niched into storytelling because it was the piece that's missing from every other marketer. Like every, anybody can build a sales funnel. Anyone can build a website that does marketing. Okay. But yeah it doesn't mean it's going to work. And so the minute I realized what works and what people needed more than even the tech, mm-hmm. they needed the words and that was more powerful. That's when I knew that I had something. And with that, with that piece, right? Like you saw what your customer needed. You said, I, I want to do that, or I can do that. Or it's interesting. It's not like it was something that they were asking for that you didn't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you were just paying attention. Like you were listening to what your customers wanted. And I love this evolution of your own business because so often people are so nervous about finding the right combination when they begin. And I keep telling people like, it's not possible. You can't, (laughs) you can't nail your niche when you start because you don't know enough information yet. You haven't talked to enough people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it unfolds. You're right. It just happens. Like I would have, I didn't even know about story brand until I started to do research. I had a client who said, Hey, I want to hire you. I want you to do this. My entire like website sales, sales fund, like a whole group of stuff, but I want you to do it the story brand way. And I'm like, okay, so tell me more about that, you know? And, and then I just took it upon myself. He's like, would you be willing to learn it? I'm like, absolutely. And within like a week, I, I signed up to become a guide. It was very, it's just an interesting process. I do think the universe brings you Mm-hmm. like what you need to take your business to the next level. And sometimes we what, we wouldn't even know the questions to answer a year from now. You know, we just have to no. get there. And then all <laughs> of a sudden it comes up and you're like, oh, so that's the next step. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. And we're also so good as humans of putting the cart before the horse, where if we're like, okay, we want to expand into this area. Well, then I'm going to need this and this and this and this. And I'm like, hold on, like, let's just, take the step first. Uh, People do this in relationships and their businesses where we over plan Mm -hmm. for what, where we want to go. And we get either, we stop ourselves or we say we can't do it, or we freeze when we don't know what's next. When you've had challenges in your business, where, what have you done? Who have you relied on? You know, do you have a, a team of people professionally, you know, socially, do you have a squad? Like who, and what are your support systems? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people kind of surrounding me. Um, as I've built my company, I've really built it in a way that I've got incredible people on my own team that I can bounce ideas off of. And they've all come from like starting out doing one job and then morphing into bigger roles as I, as we work together. Um, I've got you as my business coach, which I love and yes, um, being able to help and um, bounce those like bigger strategy kind of ideas off of. And I think everybody needs a good coach. Um, and then I have like all my story brand community. We have like, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a, a ton of us that can all talk and communicate together. And, 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 and again, 
when there's an, uh, something that's unknown, just to mm-hmm. have a group of people that might have that answer who might have already gone through that part of the process, it's good. And I can be that for other people as well. So yeah, I mean, and all I think I have my accountant and my CPA. I mean, that's huge. And as any business owner, yeah, um, probably one of the best things I ever did last year was hire my CPA because she was not, again, I looked for someone who could tell the story to me of solving my problem, which was not someone to just do my taxes. I don't need another tax person. I need someone who can help me with strategy (laughs) on how to maximize my own income. Mm -hmm. And she does that. So I think in, in all parts of our business, you have to have those key people. And it's just, I think it's a matter of when, like how big Mm -hmm. are you when you, like I didn't do that in the beginning. I did it, Mm -hmm. you know, heading into year three. So like, I think that's, you just have to look at your business and figure out what's the right team. Mm -hmm. If you go back to eight-year-old you, would she have imagined that you have the life you currently have living in Temecula, having your business, being entrepreneur? Is this the life that eight-year-old you imagined? No, (laughs) I wish. No, um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think, and I don't think for myself, I would have ever thought of myself here. I think what's funny is I, I would say I always wanted to be a CEO of a company <laughs> that I knew from very young. I just didn't think it was going to be my own company. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be somebody else's company. And, and it's very interesting. I did look back at that, like, I don't know, maybe like six months ago and started to think, wow, I actually achieved something I wanted to, maybe not at eight, maybe like at 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was one of those kids. I was out working at that time. I was selling the Orange County Register newspaper door to door back when they used child labor. <laughs> they can't do that anymore, but I loved it. I mean, I was like running around winning trips to Disneyland and Hawaii and all this stuff. And I was young. I don't know how my mom let me go on trips <laughs> without her, but she did. Um, so I was already that little like business entrepreneur salesperson at a very young age and marketer and all that. But yeah. I don't think I ever thought I'd have my own company at that mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And so did you grow up in Orange County then if you're yeah. in the register? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then how did you end up in Temecula? So when um, I had my first son, we were in Huntington Beach and we just mm-hmm. thought, you know, we wanted to get um, a really great quality of life for our kids. And at that time, you, when you moved it to Temecula, you got, it was wine country, was yeah. not built up like it is now. <laughs> and so you were able to get a lot more for your money. And as a young family, we thought this would be the place to settle down. So yeah. here we are 20 years later. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, and, you know, asking all these questions about your background and, and how you ended up in Temecula, it, you've been, really great at cultivating the life you want with your company. And a great example is how much time you just spent in Ireland this summer with your family. People call me all the time and say, I've never taken a vacation in five years. I've, you know, I want to have kids, but I'm panicking that I can't take maternity leave and have a business. How have you raised a family, had your business and taken significant amounts of time away from your company and still have it be successful? Ooh, good question. So I love, love, love what I got to do as a freelancer because I could do it from anywhere. So mm-hmm. pre-COVID, so what was that? Two and a half years ago, pre-COVID, um, that was like, I took off with my family and we traveled Europe for three months and I pulled the kids out of school and said, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And that was, you know, maybe a year after I had left my corporate job. And so I built... I, what I'm passionate about is travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like as business owners, right, there's two things that I run, like I built this business for, actually I should say three. Number one, to help other business owners, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's huge. From a personal standpoint, it's to get my kids through college without them mm-hmm. having to have debt, because mm-hmm. college has gotten absolutely out of control in this yes. world. And kids can't even get started once mm-hmm. they finish, let alone buy a house in the United States at this point. So that was number two. Number three is for, from a selfish standpoint <laughs> to travel yeah. because I'm filled up by traveling. So yeah, for me, building the business really came down to, could I build something that was mobile mm-hmm. that I could do from anywhere? So 
When I was a freelancer, it was pretty easy because I could do the work from anywhere and I could take on as many, much or as little clients as I wanted. And I could Mm -hmm. do it at any time of the day that I needed to. Um, I did have a period of time where it was a little bit harder to travel because I was, I was like growing to the point that I didn't have the team 100% that I needed. Now I have it. So just recently, you're right. I mean, we did spend another, I think I spent like another almost two months um, Mm -hmm. traveling through Germany and France and Ireland and I loved it. I mean, that's why yeah. as business owners. And so I, I was able to do it. I would say, I can't give myself credit. I have to give my team credit because it's the people. Yeah. It's the people that can hold it down and, and, and help with the clients. And then it's setting, I guess for the, for your business owners that you're talking about, it's setting the intention that you're going to, you're going to say, I can't, I I, ha- I am going to give myself this time. And ironically, the month that I took off, I was I had more sales in that month than I had had in the previous six months. And I literally was like, I do n- I will not <laughs> sign a new client until I get back. And I literally did more sales the moment I got back. <laughs> that paid for everything. So yeah. there's also some weird power, I think, in that of just what you put out into the universe that like I'm gonna set this limitation for myself to enjoy life. And then Sales are still there. They just come. But I think, but I don't think I would have had it had I not had my team. That's the truth. You got to have people to help you. Yeah. The fact that we talk about regularly on this podcast is the, you know, single member business is about 40 to 45,000 in revenue a year. A four member team is over 400. Mm-hmm. It's the power of team. And it's not that having more people means that everyone's selling more. It means that you can do more and delegate and stay in CEO space versus get sucked into the weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's not easy, right? Like it's never easy to hire the right people or to trust everyone, especially at the beginning. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips you would give other entrepreneurs about finding the people and also building relationships with them where you can walk away for two months and (laughs) actually enjoy your trip? Yeah, I think, God, I think that was a hard lesson for me that I've had to work through for sure. Um, You know, it's that whole concept of letting people step up Mm -hmm. that that as business owners, we have to learn like, will they ever do everything exactly the way we would do it, they couldn't possibly do that. They're not us. Like that's just unrealistic expectations. I think it's, it's giving permission for them to be their best and then allowing yourself to, to, to coach more. And I think that was the, the, the skill set that I, I've always managed people, but not in the realm of my own like business where like my livelihood. You know what I mean? It's like when you're in a company, it's different than when you're in your own. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to do a lot of like trusting and letting go and letting people step up and realizing how much I'm putting on my plate that I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause especially creative entrepreneurs, we're so good at always having the next idea and the next project (laughs) and doing more. (laughs) And, and so it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, when is it enough? Or when can we say this is good for right now? And I think it's important to have those other things that you want in life, like the travel to be like, well, hold on. I need to have travel and I need to have this job. How do we make it work together? Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, why have a company if, you're, if it's not allowing you to live your best life? Exactly. Like that's the whole reason we're doing it. And a lot of things I've put in place this last year, I think have now taken us to that next step. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, having my main full-time people and managers on a call every single morning, you know, like those are things I never did before. We were just kind of getting on when we needed to and tasking things on our project management system, but now we're talking. And so then everybody's clear before the day starts, like what's supposed to happen. And, all, and then all that they need from me, they get their answers right away. And so it's mm-hmm. that, and then a team call every Monday. And that mm-hmm. took me a while to implement but once I did, it has made all the difference. Because again, we cross push stuff out to different people. And communication is one of the things I think that breaks down most companies if you're not mm-hmm. communicating effectively. So I think implementing those things have really helped too. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, you're on the Powerful Ladies podcast. And it words powerful and ladies mean so many different things to different people. So when you hear those words individually... What do they mean to you? And when you hear them combined, does anything change for how you feel about them or what they mean to you? 
Okay, powerful and then ladies separate. Um, like when I think of powerful, I, 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 for me, it's just more, I almost transfer it in my head to empowered. Mm-hmm. That's like my word that I like to use. I would never consider myself or anyone else like powerful. I think empowered and being able to be your best version of yourself and be confident in that is huge. Um, and I'm always like, when I think of women in business and just trying to, you know, do the unthinkable, you know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, do things that, you know, many of us probably didn't grow up thinking, yeah, that's possibility or yeah, that I could do that. And yet we're doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I put them together, God, I just, I just think of just awesome women that are um, saying yes mm-hmm. and just out putting themselves out there to try. Yeah. How have other powerful women in your life inspired you, guided you, or helped you along your way? Um, yeah, I've had so many incredible, like, women CEOs and bosses and specific ones that have really made a difference in my career and taught me, um, like taught me to be the person that I am today. Um, I don't think that I I can't, like, I don't, I don't think of like the women in my life as, um, the end all. I think you need men and women, Mm -hmm. um, because they show you different things and different aspects. I think of yourself but I've had some really great mentors on both sides that have like, I think shaped the business owner that I am, even though probably when I worked with them, I wasn't a business owner at the time. You know, there's so much that we have to balance being, um, more than entrepreneurs, right? Like every female entrepreneur is a list of 80 other things, right? Mm-hmm. Wife, mother, friend, mm-hmm. sister, fill in the blank. What do you implement so that you can be all the other things in addition to being an entrepreneur? Hmm. Um, so I've implemented a really important morning routine and I think that's made a lot of difference. Um, and I actually, um, help others kind of implement the same routine because I, I take the time in the morning to kind of look at my, my plan for the day, but even more than that, like when I'm making decisions throughout the day, I don't want my decisions to be based on like putting out fires, but instead on like, where's the greatest impact going to come. And so that I think putting that in my morning routine to kind of look at what I want my life to be so that I can think to myself, okay, when things get hard throughout the day, is that really going to affect where I'm going to want to go? And it just put, it just allows me to put things in perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I do that um, and I drink my coffee and then I work out. <laughs> I, you know, try and get myself to the gym early in the morning. I'm an early riser. Um, I don't know if that's just been later in life. I just, <laughs> I wake up at like four in the morning on a regular basis. So um, I think those two things. And then um, I, because I wake up so early, I tend to just stop at like by four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm like a, vegetable. Like yeah. my brain is like, I have talked to clients all day. I have like been in and out of technology. And so I try and turn it off and then mm-hmm. just spend time with the family and then get to bed and rest early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, I think it's really interesting to see trends of people who are successful and waking up early is one of them. Organizing your day is another working out before you start the work phase is another Um, and ending early tends to be one as well. And whenever I'm with a client who hates waking up early or is working at night and not during the day in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, we have to make it work for you first, but we have to move you into this other space because it's just statistically proven to be long-term success. And there's a lot of people who hear that and are like, no, I'm not going to wake up early. Uh, So I don't think it needs to be 4 a.m., but I do think (laughs) earlier is great, especially because then you can play the game of like, what do I get done before 10 a.m.? And to me, that's always so empowering Um, because if you have the three key things that are you're committed to that day, yourself, your workout, and I don't know, one, even one client call before then, I know I feel better. Cause then I feel like, okay, there, there's still so much time in the day to get done whatever needs to happen. 
Yeah, for me, like, I don't know how I would, like, I don't know how I would function if I didn't. Um, and yeah, 4 a.m. is early. Believe me, I don't recommend that to anybody. There's times when I'm like, can I just go back to sleep? But I can't. But I, I've actually forced myself from four to five if I'm up. I will not touch work. Mm-hmm. I read a book. Like, I'm reading Man's Search for Meaning right now by Victor Frankl. Like, I'm, I literally sit, get my coffee, read my book. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to just like do something for myself for that short mm-hmm. period of time. And then by like 5.30, I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, yeah, for me, it, I, I like have lived for three hours before anybody else even starts working, yeah. but it's good. The other thing mm-hmm. I do that I have, I just started doing, and I didn't realize the impact it was going to make. I highly recommend it for those of us who work from home. I get dressed up and do my makeup every day. Mm-hmm. I did not do that for a long time. Like I would just be like, it's fine. Like have my like pajama bottoms on with the cute, like with the top or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? You can fake it. Like nobody knows. I stopped doing that. Like I put on a dress or I, like I literally, because it changed how I feel. It changed Mm -hmm. how I interact. It's like how I would have gone to work. Yeah. So it changes how I'm interacting with people. And suddenly I feel more professional and just more me and, um, Anyway, that, that's been another one I just started doing probably like two months ago. And even my husband said, he's like, I'm really liking that you're doing that now. It's really good for you. And I'm like, thanks. So <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I have a great question about him. Does he, is he also an entrepreneur? Does he have a corporate job? How do you balance the two of you and you getting to have the life you want? So a lot of people, their partner's work situation is, a roadblock to, Hey, I have my own job. I have this freedom, but now you're stuck. What do we do? Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of nice. Um, so he helps me with like stuff on the business that he can help with, like mm-hmm. filing and like keeping me organized. Like you're just doing that actually yesterday. He's like, I have got to keep you organized. Cause I'm like, <laughs> cause I'm just moving like this. So I'm like throwing papers, like in piles. He's like, what are these piles? I'm like, how long do they need to be filed? <laughs> I just need help. And so he will jump in and help with that stuff. He's amazing. Um, but I, yeah, he's, he's had periods of time where he's had jobs and I love that he doesn't right now. Cause he mm-hmm. literally takes care of Braxton. He makes dinner. He keeps the home. <laughs> like, he yeah. literally, even then he helps me with the business with the things that I need to, but it does for me, for our family, it works really well because mm-hmm. when I want, when we want to travel, he can get up and go too. I'm not held, we're not held back with like, he's got another job and he's doing that. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much going on every day with what we're doing. Like we're trying to shoot videos right now for a Mm -hmm. course that we're doing. And he's like putting the, the, putting the stuff together and setting it all up for me. And so he's always doing stuff for the business Mm -hmm. in his own way. Have you guys always had that team approach to, to life and blending life and business? Or is that something that's happened over time? No, it's new. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't really his thing. Like mm-hmm. he, he has, he's very much a human services person. He has a master's degree in human services. So he's more about, you know, helping being, being doing something that can help in somebody else, like mental health issues or disabilities, or like, that's his passion. Right. So this is new for him to step in and kind of help with the business things that we need. And I just moved Mm -hmm. my office from being in an actual office. I think a lot of people during COVID kind of did that. I had an office and I would go to it every day. And although it was great, I just realized, why am I doing that? Like Mm -hmm. I should just have my, I have plenty of space at home. I should just have my office at home. So I moved it here. And since I did that, he's been able to be more a part of it when he, when he can. Mm -hmm. There's a, a couple of shared workspaces near my house. And it's the perfect balance of when I do need to be like, get me out of the house. I can, now they're open again. I can go, Mm -hmm. but there's no long-term commitment. I don't need to be there. I can just show up and, and kind of come and go. And it's perfect for me because I like multitasking. Yeah. So the fact that I can like put on laundry and get the dishwasher going and take a call and jump over here. <laughs> like I like trying to get all of my to-do items, business or personal done by that, like four o'clock cutoff time. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good to know that I have that freedom and flexibility mm-hmm. to, to do it. Um, there's a, a, a book out. I forget the name of it right now, but they were talking about the pendulum 
of workload. Like you either are super busy or then you're having total time off. And I think those of us like you and I who do the, who love traveling and love our jobs, like we know how to be like, okay, we're going to pack everything over here for two mm-hmm. weeks and then we're going to do almost nothing and then we're going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, how, was that always how you were designing your life even in the corporate space or is that a new thing that you've also adopted since you've had your own business? Um, God. I mean, in the corporate world, it, I was able to take a vacation and to in like actually take a vacation more so. Mm-hmm. I think learning it as an entrepreneur has taken, has, has been a decision. It's been a very like, like, like purposeful decision to say, okay, I am taking this time off. And I'm not saying when I even say I'm going to take time off, like I never check a single email, but I set specific times to say, okay, here's where we're going to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was very purposeful and it was, I, st- I still think as an entrepreneur, I could, I could, I can still say now, even I don't have time to do that. And I just make the choice to say, I don't have time not to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be able to sit on a beach or, you know, sit on a cobblestone street in Europe. Cause that's my favorite. <laughs> it's like where I'm, that's my happy place. Right. Yes. And, and just people watch and not feel like I have to be anywhere else. And I know when I'm at home, that's the one thing about my personality when I'm at home and in my office, I, I can't put it, I can't stop. Like I just, mm-hmm. I want to go, 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 go. And, and I fill time up with new, like you said, like high level, <laughs> like, Oh, well, we should do that. Like I just mm-hmm. passed like 10 things yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, it's all new, new things that we could be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning like when I have to take time, I have to take time. Mm-hmm. I wish more people knew that they could have exactly the life that they want and that it's totally within their reach. Is that a perspective that you had even as a, a child and did your family give that gift to you? Or is that something that you learned yourself as you were growing up? Um, no, I learned, I learned it. I think I was always taught as a kid that you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't grow on trees. Those were kind of the statements that yeah. we heard in our household. Um, and I didn't have kind of that ideal childhood. So I had to survive and I had mm-hmm. to like support myself at a very young age and um, pay for college and pay for and work full time. And, you know, I was running like, like, it's called Kinder Photo back in the day. They don't even exist anymore. But like portrait mm-hmm. studios for little kids. Like I was running like six of them at like 18, 19 years old. Like that was like a district manager. I don't even know. Like that makes no yeah. sense to me now. Like how they hired me to do that. But I started when I was 16 and they just promote, they're like, you're good. They promoted me. Mm-hmm. And so here I am running around, like managing all these managers and like doing all this stuff. And I think I always thought I had to work hard. That was like the philosophy that I had. So I always had that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Which I do think as entrepreneurs you have to have, right? Yeah. I think I learned to enjoy life probably in the last like five years. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that came from as I get started to get older, I started to realize what am I doing all this for? Mm-hmm. Like we build these lives and we don't understand that that what we do every day is great and it isn't gonna be our legacy. It isn't mm-hmm. gonna be something that you know, yeah. when our kids are talking about us at our funeral, let's say, like they're going to be looking back and saying, yeah, I was so, she was such a gung-ho great worker. <laughs> That's not going to be what you want them saying, right? You want them yeah. to say, God, we created such great memories. Remember when mm-hmm. we traveled to Europe, like, mm-hmm. you know, she always had big ideas, but then she, you know, did great, you know, had great fun and mm-hmm. traveling's always been something in our family. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't even, I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. No, I think you answered it because there's some people who learn it and there's some people who right away are like, Mm-mm, this like working nine to five everyday thing. Like, no, it's too much. Um, because I think there's that, for me, it's all about the balancing part because I love working hard. I love doing the projects. I love being immersed in it. And I have almost like the opposite of ADD where I can be completely sucked into something and totally happy. But then I also like to be completely sucked in when I am traveling. Like mm-hmm. if I'm, like you said, on the cobblestone street, having that coffee and just enjoying the entire, you know, acoustics of what Europe is, yeah. like I do not want to be checking an email either. Yeah. 
So being able to kind of put those boxes around things and have it all work out, it, you know, it takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of being in integrity and communicating Mm -hmm. with everybody, but it's completely possible. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that my business or your business, if we want to work from Europe, we can. Mm-hmm. There's there's no there's no limits on it. Um, when you look back at yourself through your your journey up to this point, mm-hmm. what has surprised you the most, and what would you tell you know you at twenty that you know what would, what advice did you give twenty year old you? I still think I'm working on it, but I would say. <laughs> It's that you can't please everyone. You can't please other people. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I had this like insatiable, probably all through my corporate career, insatiable thing of like, I got to be the best. And I was like, didn't matter what sales team I was on, like managing or where they put me. I was like, I'm going to be number one, you know? And it was, I think the drive was having to survive. Like I had this survival instinct in me that I wanted to get the, the, you're like, I was living for other people, for pleasing Mm -hmm. other people and for saying, for people saying great job, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if I were to look back now and what I tell my kids now all the time is you can't, you're never going to please other people. Mm -hmm. It's, you have to do it for yourself. You have to live for yourself. You have to be proud of yourself. You have to love yourself. (laughs) Like you, like it doesn't, no one's going to care that much about it as much as you think that they will, they don't. Mm -hmm. And really it's about it being internal. And, um, and I think that's, if I knew that back then, I probably would have even had a little bit of it. I probably, my career probably would have been very different too. Yeah. Of like what I was always striving for. Mm-hmm. Well, we ask everyone on the Powerful Ladies podcast where they put themselves on the Powerful Ladies scale, zero being average everyday human and 10 being the most powerful lady possible. Where would you put yourself on average and where would you put yourself today? Where before, where would I put myself in today? Just on a, on an, a regular day. I assume it's a special day when you're on the podcast, but where oh, would you put yourself on a regular it. day? On average day or a special day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I, I think I'd probably put myself at a seven. Mm-hmm. And on a really good day when like a client's like, oh my God, this was amazing. Like, I'm so happy. Um, or one of my employees is just so grateful and feels empowered. I think I would probably put myself at a nine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd ever say I'm a 10. (laughs) Maybe I'll get there one day, but, um, but I do have those nine moments where I feel like I'm making a difference in other people's businesses and other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Who are some people that you look up to today that you know, you keep out in front of you of like, okay, I, I want to keep with that pack. Um, I don't know. I don't like that question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or I guess maybe I'll I'll rephrase it differently. Are there people in the world that you admire that you keep like as a source for inspiration? Like some people on the show have been like, oh, like Beyonce or Oprah, or I really love what you know, fill in the blanks is doing. And so like, I, they're one of, they're a point of inspiration for me. So is it people for you? Is it books? Is it, is it ideas? What, what's, where do you get your inspiration source from? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I've never been that person that looks at famous people and thinks they're any different than anybody else. I think they just had a different career in life and that Mm -hmm. career turned into being in the, in on TV or in the limelight. Um, there's a lot of people that I hear about and read about that I'm like, I feel are awesome and I'm proud of them. Um, but I, I don't think I, that's never been me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not like a famous person junkie. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I have to see that. I would never cry. Like if I met somebody ever, I think more, I look at people just in my general day to day, like my dad mm-hmm. went to Vietnam and, mm-hmm you know, like just an incredible man. He just went through cancer for the second time. And, you know, his life is not at all what he expected right now. And yet he's getting by every single day with, you know, Mm -hmm. with that positiveness that he, you know, 
living for and living for his family. And so like that to me is more inspiring just seeing what he's done and like how I can be a better person for that. I think my kids, I'm constantly inspired. Like they're the people who I cry over. (laughs) Um, Two of my kids are going to college in Europe, which just blows my mind. Um, You can see why we love it so much. But they made that choice on their own. And to watch them, like most kids wouldn't even like sometimes leave, you know, a few hours from where they grew up Mm -hmm. and they're like 12 hours away across the world and watching them living in another culture and just Mm -hmm. like becoming these independent, vibrant, like, you know, good humans. Like to me, that's what, that's my whole job in life is to create good humans. And they're amazing young um, adults. And so that inspires me. Mm-hmm. Those, I, you know, that's, and then I have a 13 year old too, and he cracks me up every single day. He's on my toes, and he's in that typical 13 year old, like, everything is like, really? <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Why? You know, like, I'm getting that all day long. So I've got, I've got, you know, I've got that to, to play with and have fun with. And my husband and I just get to joke and laugh and go, oh, here we go again. <laughs> a fun 13 year old, but he's just amazing. He's so funny and he, you know, I mean, like good humans. He's just a good yeah. young man. So that's probably my answer to that. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, we give space for everybody to share if there's any books that you love and recommend or a quote that uh, really inspires you. Anything on that list for you? Yeah, I, I quoted a lot in like videos I create and things I do, but I do really love um, the quote from... Um, let me just Tony Robbins, but he, but I, I quote him all the time. He says the path to success is taking massive determined action or massive action. And, um, and I like that a lot for my, especially in my marketing world, because Mm -hmm. many business owners, we hold ourselves back and we think, okay, like you said, I have to have it perfect. I got to get it right. And so I try and educate them that, look, it does not have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough. And you just have to take action. You got to move in that direction. You can always adjust it and make it better. Um, And so I love that quote by him. I think that keeps me constantly on my toes thinking, okay, even when I'm struggling and I'm like, oh, I want to create this. I'm like, well, just create the first version of it and then see what happens on the second version. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you excited about for as you go into the end of 2021 and into 2022? Oh, I want to answer the book question. Though. Oh yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've read a lot of really great books lately and, um, but one that I always recommend and it is kind of selfish. So I'm going to say that, and that's <laughs> building a story brand by Donald Miller. And the reason I always tell people, if you've never read that book and you are really kind of under wanting to understand the power of storytelling in your life and your marketing and how you communicate with other people, I think it's, that's a huge book. Um, I read a ton of other books, like like I mentioned, but that one I go back to all the time, just because I think it, out of all of his books, it's the one that'll make the biggest difference for people. Yeah. And I think anyone who has a business needs to read it as soon as possible, read it and then call you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was your next question? (laughs) Well, so now that I just gave you a little pitch, um, how can people get a hold of you, find you and who is the perfect person to call you for support with their business? Yeah, so you can um, email me at hello at evolveglobalmarketing.com. And you can also go to my website, evolveglobalmarketing.com, and you can click a button on top that'll just let you book on my on my calendar. Like I'm very open with my time because I know that as entrepreneurs, we need we need to be able to balance an idea off someone and see if it's the right fit. Um, for me, my ideal customer are coaches, consultants, professional service, business owners that mm-hmm have a business and have at some point created marketing that failed or that didn't work or that didn't get them the results that they wanted or built a website that isn't producing leads and sales and the things they want. You know, if you, if you struggled in it and you're ready to take it to the next step and you realize that there has to be a better way, I would love to share um, just how storytelling and how, how the process is so different. And Mm -hmm. You know, what I do is even so much more than even that one piece. That's kind of the icing on the cake, but we do so much more than that to get you prepared to then create marketing. So our my, doing marketing with me doesn't mean we just go build a website. Like we just don't yeah. do that. We mm-hmm. start with the foundational elements that we talked about and then go. 
So anyone who, who's feeling that way, and then even if you're just getting started, I am launching right now a marketing circle that I'm so excited about because it's going to change. It's, it's going to allow you to get live coaching um, as well as a, a new training every month for marketing. So if you're just getting started out, sometimes it's the perfect way to just dabble in like, what are the things I need to be doing? And then getting questions answered. And it's going to be very affordable. Um, and then I'm launching a website course too, because I, I just saw a need. There's a lot of people that can't work with my agency mm-hmm. at the, the price points. But they still need this incredible like messaging strategy. And so we have a whole program now that you can kind of do it yourself type program with a little bit of virtual feedback from me, which will make sure your story's like spot on. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that too. So those are launching and then you know by the end of this month. Yeah, super exciting. I'm, I cannot wait for them to come out. Um, selfishly, I know so many people who need them and they're a perfect fit for us. I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm excited for you to be able to have these extra tools in your toolkit so you can keep serving people. Cause you said at the very beginning of this podcast, like you do what you do because you want to help. And that's, you know, part of why, how I relate to you as well. In addition to the traveling, we both do these businesses because we want to help people to like, it doesn't need to be as hard. (laughs) everybody makes it mm-hmm. like just take the overwhelm and the frustration and what I call the tech rabbit hole like, yes. out of the mix right like as entrepreneurs we're googling crap so much and we don't have the yes. right answer and mm-hmm. you know for you too like coaching it's just so huge to help business owners like mine you know like myself you know figure out where bounce ideas and figure out like what am I doing really well and where am I not, you know? And then how can I put something together that's going to actually give me that life that I want? Yes. How do we just make it simple so it works? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Any final words that you want to leave with everyone listening today? Oh God, just go out and be the best version of yourself. And, you know, know you can do it because you can, you're amazing. And I, you know, I'm just so proud of anybody who decides to build a business and um, and give of their talents and their treasures to other people because the world needs more of this. And I think it's amazing. So that would be my advice, just keeping you. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to get to share your story. Um, I cannot wait to hear what everyone gets out of this episode. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The links that connect with Kim Jarrah are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. There you can also leave comments and ask questions about this episode. Want more Powerful Ladies? Be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Come and join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies, where you can also find some free downloads to start being powerful today. If you're looking to connect directly with me, please visit caraduffy.com or follow me on Instagram at Kara underscore Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.